0: This is a multi-platform broadcast of Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. I'm Tony Diaz, the Libre Traficante. Happy to join you today. And of course, this is one of our layers of broadcast, which is on social media. Wanna remind folks that the video will air on fox26houston.com. The audio will air. A 90.1 FM KPFT's Houston's Community Station. This is, of course, where our broadcast histories began, our ascent. And, of course, we have the podcast now, which you can find wherever you find your favorite podcasts. But we also do it the old-fashioned way. We come to you in person. And I think that's a big deal right now. Of course, just so you know, I am... Triple vaxxed, and I've got the booster coming. Uh, and of course, we practice social distancing. I'm talking to you from Texas where masks are optional. So I'll leave that there. But we've been very careful as we convene with folks. But we're in a part of the year in our movement where we are meeting up with individuals and making sure that we can get the poetry and literature out. What's new? is that we are taking the work that's been accomplished at the Latino bookstore in San Antonio and expanding it. So the Tri-City Tour is going to follow the track of the Libro Taficata caravans of banned books. (laughs) So we've laid the foundation with that work, but we don't want to be banned forever. And The idea of banning our history or culture or any BIPOC artists or writers' culture should not be the gesture that shapes all of our work. So, we're going to continue working with these communities, all these great folks that we've been working with during a crisis, but we're taking it to this new phase where we're building the steps so that our community has access to its history, art, and culture from now on. I am going to mention some different entities that we call Libro Traficante Underground Libraries, or we just call them Underground Libraries. And just to kind of quickly give you an idea of what that means, I want you to keep in mind that this does not mean that this replaces your conventional libraries. Not at all. Think of these as starter libraries. And we started this practice back in 2012 when Arizona right-wing officials banned Mexican-American studies. That's when a group of us, five folks from Houston, including myself, and we we're all veterans of an organization, Nuestra Palabra Latino Writers their say we formed the Libro Africana Caravan to smuggle the books that were banned in Arizona back into Arizona, but we created these underground libraries throughout the Southwest. And here's what that means. We wanted to make sure that folks from our communities had access to books beyond the whim of administration. And we said this 10 years ago. Since that time, that terrible ban of mixed market studies has been overturned and applause to the people of Arizona the people of Tucson who led that fight and showed us as Tejanos how to stand up to forces that wanted to erase our history. And it's powerful to say that our community came together and overturned that racist law, which that's what the courts called it. But 10 years later, now that there's other bans, it's clear that librarians and libraries are being attacked. So at the whim of administrations, books, not just by Latinos this time around, but other communities are being banned as well. So we've perfected this approach to getting books in the community that we're taking into this new era. Having said that, that sounds a little intense. Here's the fun part. With this new collection of poetry published by Tia Chucha Press, and it's called "Sipodla Under the Moon. The poet is Claudia Castro Luna. We're going to launch her book here in Texas. By visiting all the different sites we've been working with. So on Wednesday, June 29th, we're going to be having an awesome event at the Alta Arts in Gulfden. And a little bit, we're going to have Tammy Rodriguez, who's one of our partners, talk about how we're going to layer that performance. Because it's going to have a lot of different Central American performers. Artists, visual artists, musicians, English, Spanish, and Spanglish, of course. And we're going to bring in the community to this beautiful art space. It's a brand new art space. And we're going to show them this wide range of artists focusing on the Central American experience, which is fantastic. Now, that's going to be on Wednesday, June 29th at 6 p.m. And it's free. And we'll show the graphic throughout the program. We'll send that to you if you ask for it. We'll also put that in our email blast. If you visit NuestraPalabra.org, you can find out more about it. We'll have a link to the information there as well. But then the next day on this traveling tour of contraband prose and poetry, we're going to Austin. So on Friday, June 30th at 6 p.m., see the pattern? Uh, We're going to have a free reading at the Libre Underground Library in Austin, Texas. And that's located at the La Cultural La Peña Cultural Center, right there on Congress, which is about a half a mile from the Capitol Building. You can step outside of the building and you can see right to the Capitol. You see it right there. Uh, it's a fantastic institution run by Cynthia and Libby Lopez, and they have been named uh, Latina Icons for Austin. We're so happy to be in that space. When you get there, you will get to Enjoy visual art, Uh, and it says right on the outside, "Art and Tacos." So there's food también. And as you get to the back, they have the beautiful display of the underground library right there. So we're doing it to raise awareness of their art space, the visual art there. If folks can donate books, that's fantastic. Especially Claudia's book as well. It's not banned. It's so good it could be banned, but they better not. And that's part of this whole Tri City tour the next day is the culmination and there this is the hopes of course on on friday july 1st it's the first friday of the month and the latino bookstore in san antonio hosts its texas author series which features texas authors and of course we're not the culture border patrol so any relationship to texas that we can work with um there, Claudia uh, will be reading with Adena Silva, who is one of our dear friends as well. She's from Austin. And that's going to be another great event. But what's fantastic is that that's at the Latino Bookstore, which is part of the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center complex on, uh, on 1300 and Guadalupe Street. And, of course, that's also at 6 p.m. That's also free. But we're uniting those three cities. we worked with everybody in those areas. We have a new chapter of Nuestra Palabra which is now in San Antonio, and each city will be celebrating its chapter of Nuestra Palabra. But I think what's also key is that we do have to make sure that we support Tia Chucha Press, Claudia's book, and then also the Latino bookstore by purchasing the books. And what's key is that the book sales for each of the cities will be provided by the Latino bookstore. And what's important about that is that previous to this, that was an element that was missing. So this is a great way to take part of the movement home and you can just show up, enjoy it. It's gonna be a great show, great poetry, great thinkers. And I think what's really fun is you're gonna see so many intellectuals, so many people from the community. Some folks who've never been to an art event, an art exhibit, a visual art exhibit or a poetry reading will go for the first time. You're going to get to hear their reactions. We're going to have experts um, like some of the other Latina icons from Austin, Dr. Angela Valenzuela, who's a pioneer in the field of Mexican-American history. She is a tenured professor at the University of Texas at Austin, and she's been one of our champions. Uh, Her book, Subtractive Education, was part of the evidence that helped overturn the banning of Mexican-American studies in Arizona, but she's been a big picture of these events in Austin so what's great is we're going to introduce some people to this great literature. I love the fact that high school students who attend can meet some of these icons in person and meet them as down-to-earth people. But also, we're going to have some deep discussions that are cutting edge and are at the head of are ahead of all the intellectual discussions in the nation that are pretty much on par if not more advanced than what you're going to hear in most college classrooms so uh, again a fantastic tri-city tour and this is what we want you would expect from now on you can get more information at nuestrapalabra.org Right now, I want to bring in one of our new friends, and her name is Tammy Rodriguez. I'm going to bring her on screen right now. And uh, Tammy, thank you so much for for getting involved. Appreciate all the work you've done as an activist for decades. And now you've got more time to dedicate to that passion, which is great. So first of all, thank you for working with us, and thank you for all that you do, especially for the Galton area.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And I'm looking forward to this
0: event. That's so cool. And I think what's really fascinating is that um, obviously there's a national corporate media, corporate education, corporate politics that wants to impose a certain meaning of Latino upon us. But at the community level, we know who we are and it's, it's different for different areas and there's some things that unite us. I think what's great is we're going to talk about the power of the Central American community, but it's very different in Austin. It's very different in San Antonio. Tell us a little bit about how the Central American and Salvadoran community looks like engulfed in, and some of the things that are happening that shows that it's it's a very large and burgeoning community now, because that wasn't always the case.
1: Well, uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, Tony. We have uh, quite a, a huge diversity in our in our Gulfton area. And Salvador is one of our uh, Latin uh, American cultures that we have and is pretty strong. Uh, I can say from our council member Pollard's office uh, with David and Francis uh, in that office as uh, representatives. And then we have, you know, uh, like I said, very uh, apartment owners. Uh, we have the residents that live here. Uh, and we're very uh, much in tune. All Latin uh, American countries are represented in Gulfden. We are uh, known for having immigrants from all over the world uh, that actually come first to Gulfton, And I think we have uh, the most diversified area in not only Houston, but in all of Texas. I really uh, feel that uh, our, our, our voice is now being heard and, uh, and it's just people like Claudia that uh, help us, uh, you know, give that word out for the ones that are silent uh, it is nice to have people from, um, you know, from different cultures uh, representing us and and having that voice, uh, n- not only uh, just locally, but you know, nationally, nationwide, and international. And I appreciate that. Uh, we have a lot of a long ways to go, but we're heading in the right
0: direction. That's fantastic, and I do want to remind folks that, of course. Let's say Houston is a city of about 2 million folks. At least 45% are quantified as Latino. And I say at least because I'm positive that was an undercount in the last census. So it's up to about 50%. And specifically, we wanted to go out of our way to bring Claudia to Gulfton area, which is in City Council J. Uh, You helped us launch Nuestra Palabra City Council J, during the shutdown. So this is going to be the yes. first live event for Nuestra Palabra City Council J. And we wanted to make sure we had it in an art space. We wanted to get closer to the community there. And I guess a few things I'd like people to know about Golfton is that it is a burgeoning community. One thing that I will say is that when I first arrived in Houston and I arrived to, to study at the University of Houston Creative Writing Program, uh, and I'm the first Chicano to get a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Writing in that in that program's history, but of course I left the ivory tower and ventured into the community. And I remember working with Credsen, getting the stories of Salvadorans and Guatemalans who were applying for Temporary Protected Status because they were denied political asylum because of wars that were happening in in Central America. Which, looking back now, we know that the United States played a war, played a role in some of those wars, yes. and um, the the administration at the time was the Reagan administration was not recognizing their appeals for political asylum because it wasn't recognizing these these um, these political strifes, these uh, these wars, um, these civil wars that the U.S. had a hand in. So I remember helping translate some of the stories of these family members from Spanish into English. And I had not realized what was going on in El Salvador, in Guatemala.
1: How deep deep it it
0: was. Um, Touching stories that that really are eye-opening and was going on during our lifetimes, right?
1: Touching and frightening at the same time. It's, it's uh, to know that you know someone someone has to endure that. It's just really like I said, you know. Now that we have uh, people like Claudia, you know, uh, being a voice and, and letting them not uh, and and I applaud you, you know, for having the courage to bring out these books, bring out everything to you know the suppression of our words to be uh, you know hidden. Uh, and to bring it back out to the light, it's it, it's an it's an enlightenment for everybody right now, and we need
0: it. I, I appreciate that, and likewise, I really uh, extol the efforts of you and others to get visual arts in the community to support writers. That that makes it welcoming for us to to get in there, and the work of uh, Claudia really dramatizes it at the highest aesthetic possible. But I think tells history that even some folks don't know. Uh, on the flip side. There's a lot of good news coming from the Gulfton area, including a new management district. Uh, You mentioned some folks that are working for the city council representative. And I I mentioned that that that's important um, because, and also the art arriving. That's important because that means the community has a voice. It's very different in Austin where those infrastructures, that, that type of infrastructure doesn't exist, and also in San Antonio where that infrastructure doesn't exist. Tell us a little bit more about the Gulfton Management District, why that's important and what that makes possible.
1: Well, uh, you know, for one, we have been a, a neighborhood that's uh, been long time forgotten. Uh, we fought for the management district, and it was born uh, when our state representative, Hotberg was in in, uh, in office, and this was actually 16 years ago. It wasn't until Councilmember Pollard uh, brought it to council and brought it to life. So we are newly formed, and we just recently started getting our assessment. So uh, for the longest time, I've always been an activist for Gouffton. We were like an eyesore uh, for all of Houston. And what I did not like is that, you know, you have that feeling whenever you're uh, in the family, and you can speak about your family, but, you know, somebody else speaks about it you're not too happy about that so and that's how I feel about Gulfton you know we're we're within the Gulfton you know we can speak about what's there but my girls uh, you know my family grew up in there uh, you know and we never had a problem uh you know everybody else saw us as an eyesore and so it's now our time to shine we will also you know change the aspect the the reputation rebrand and bring in a different um Type of a uh, community and enhance the beauty that it 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 has, and I always said it was a diamond in the rough. So, like I said, we're about to shine, and with the management district, thank God we are able to do that.
0: I love it. And we're happy to put our Nuestro Grana de Arena. And for us, that's going to be on Wednesday, June 29th, 6 p.m. It's going to be fantastic. We're going to have poetry, visual arts, photography. Uh, Yeri Guevara is another Salvadoran poet from the city that we'll be reading as well. And this is just the beginning of the literary component there's been murals popping up there's been pop-up events so this is fantastic i now want to bring in our other friend maria duran and she is the director of the central american collective thank you for joining us and you're one of our other partners for this great event on wednesday june 29th in the gulfton area so thank you for coming hi tony
2: hi tammy thank you so much hi. for having me
0: here fantastic <laughs> And uh, let, let's share other good news. I want to point out too, um, I'm mentioning these organizations because folks that are new to the work that all of us do may have trouble keeping up with all the names and all the acronyms and all the groups. What I want people to take away is that we're cultural accelerators. And mm-hmm. if we had a business card for every hat we wear, we'd have to have 15 business cards. <laughs> but but <laughs> But that's what it takes to deliver art in our community. And we are experts at that. Having said that, Nuestra Palabra is very proud to be the fiscal sponsor for the Central American Collective. And we want to give a shout out to the BIPOC Arts Network Fund that gave one of its grants to the Central American Collective. So first of all, congratulations on that recognition, uh, Maria. Yay,
2: no, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, you know, and that's, That's one of the the great things about everything that that you've been doing, um, you know, to really move uh, the arts and and culture here in in Houston um, to be able to now have all these different organizations like us uh, who are able to receive this money and be able to support these types of of initiatives, these types of uh, events. And so it's very exciting. And, you know, for us, it's... Mm -hmm. um, The most important thing for us is really to, um, you know, to promote, highlight uh, Central American art and culture and our people. And, you know, there's a lot of great things, like Tammy was saying, that are happening um, all over the city, especially in Gulfton, where we have such a huge population of Central Americanos. And um, and so now to be able to, you know, um, partner with with y'all on this event and have, you know, a Salvadoran um, author come in and uh, present, you know, the, I mean, it's, it, it's incredible. It's incredible to see how, how much um, just all the progress that's been happening.
0: I love it. And I want to talk a little bit about my organization. I do want to remind folks then that this is the Texas Tri-City Tour. We're following the path laid out by the Libro traficantes caravans of banned books. And that was occurred during a crisis. Now we're going to the next level, mm-hmm. and we want to keep building and building and building. And we look forward to having many events in City Council J. So, on Wednesday, June 29th, uh, at a new space, we're going to be having uh, a showcase. Think of it as a showcase. Of course, uh, Claudio Castro Luna, with her book Cipota Under the Sun, will be the featured poet. And her work is in English, Spanish, and Spanish. It'll be a bilingual evening, so we'll be dropping poetry in English and Spanish, which is fun and exciting for folks that want to tell their comades, compadres, friends that they can expect to hear Spanish mm-hmm. and English. Uh, we're going to have music. We're going to have displays of visual art. Uh, I mentioned uh, Yeri Guevara is a Salvadoran poet from here in Houston. who will be presenting some of her work. And then, uh, Maria, you recommended some other... Uh, writers as well. Mention the writer that you're uh, bringing and then also um, talk a little bit about the music we may have and tell us a little about the Honduran community there are engulfed in. Gulfton.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, um, so really excited because, you know, in, in the Salvadoran community, um, I mean, we have a lot of talent. And so Alba Herrera, she, um, she's a local writer. Um, She is, she's actually working on her book, Um, but she does poetry. She also um, writes stories. And there was a, um, an event, a community event that a friend hosted a couple of months ago. And, you know, she, she, she gifted us a poem uh, and, and, you know, just presented it and it was just so beautiful. So to be able to, to have her um, be part of the event is, is incredible. And then, um, you know, the, the Honduran community, um, we have same thing, a lot of, a lot of talent. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a group of, of musicians who are trained, like, trained musicians from uh, who have gone into some of like the the best um, music programs at the university level and who are now teaching um, in different areas here in in Houston and so you know we've reached out to them and um, and so right now we're kind of working through some things but hopefully we will have uh, we will have a performance um, you know by Hopefully we'll have we'll have them there uh, to perform, um, you know, because we, like you said, we really want to bring in just the different aspects of art and culture into this event and just enhance, um, you know, what we're there for, which is uh, the the presentation of Cipota under the sun. And so it's just it'll be a a night full of different um, different art that um, that will really highlight, you know, the beauty of of our region.
0: The the other thing I'd like to mention is that there's a typical way for a corporate bookstore to do a book event. This is not the way to do that (laughs) because we're taking the art to the community. So this is a book desert and everywhere we're going is a book desert until now. And we're also changing the way corporate publishing works and that we're bringing in other writers who might not be published to the corporate publishing world. And we're opening up, so as you mentioned, we are going out of our way to try and find different layers of the community. So it's not as if these are uh, organizations that are um, at the forefront because they're not heard of. They're doing cutting-edge work, brilliant work. But we're going out of our way to to curate these cool events. And I want to mention the spot engulfed in is uh, Alta Arts, the Alta Arts. So we're looking forward to to working with them. And that is June 29th, 6 p.m. It's a free event. The Alta Arts is at 5412 Ash Book Drive. there in Houston. And then Thursday, June 30th, 6 p.m. for free. It's at La Peña, which is the site of the Libre Tafricante Underground Library in Austin. That's at 227 Congress Avenue. And that is, as I said, about, um, you know, I could probably kick a field goal from there to the Capitol building. I probably can't, but I'm just (laughs) trying to dramatize how close it is. And we hope that you visit that place often as well and donate some of the band books. What would be great is if someone would like to buy a classroom set of books, especially Claudius and donate to perhaps each of these sites so that they can then help, get the community to these books as well. And then the culmination will be Friday, July 1st, part of the Texas Author Series at the Latino Bookstore in San Antonio, 1300 Guadalupe Street, which is part of the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center. Um, But again, the book sales will be provided by the Latino Bookstore. And there in San Antonio, we had a recent event where Diana Lopez, who is the director of the Southwest Workers Union, that's the site of the Underground Library in San Antonio. And we're going to have collaborations between the Latino Bookstore and the Libre Tafica Underground Library in San Antonio, where we have a Nuestra Palabra chapter. But I want to just explain this so that people see how these all work together. This isn't a corporate enterprise. We're all competing against each other to knock each other out of business. Mm-hmm. On the contrary, the more art and community we build, the more there is. And I think that's a win-win. What would be beautiful in San Antonio would be where folks buy books from the Latino bookstore and donate them to the underground library. And what's beautiful then would be teachers know where to go to get a classroom set, or if a community group wants to have a book club and work with them as well. So I mentioned those spots. Um, I tell you what, Tammy, tell me a little bit more about the, visual art scene engulfed in Gulfton, because that's been booming as well. And why do you think it'd be great to have a literary art component as well as the visual art component in the neighborhood?
1: Well, for one, it complements each other, but right now we have quite a bit of artists. Uh, our Gulfton area is now, like I said, it's a diamond on the roof, but it's a, a gold mine. Uh, and we've been very fortunate to have great artists That come through the neighborhood and you know highlight our culture. Uh, So we have murals going out throughout uh, throughout Gulfton at the Cusp and in, uh, and we can we want to continue. We have you know a vision to have it go through the art, have the biggest art display in Houston uh, by different artists and and just basically want to outline it from border to border. Uh, line and just to, you know, highlight the different cultures of what uh, is in a four mile radius. So, uh, and I I will, I will go to one more thing. You know, our census was very uh, shortchanged in our area. Uh, Usually we came out to close to 60,000. I've been in the apartment industry for about 35 years and the actual, you know, manager knows what we have inside of our apartments. Mm. So I would say we have like 80,000 in a four mile radius in that multi-culture, yes. So I think we, we have a lot of way to go to highlight all the different cultures in our area. And we have plenty of artists that are interested in bringing that to our neighborhood.
0: I appreciate you bringing that knowledge to our show because I think people want to separate art from statistics like you're bringing. And there are artists who have the privilege of creating art for art's sake. We do not. I love the knowledge you broke down because you're showing how the last census was an undercount and the way you're measuring is a lot more precise. So there's a lot more folks that need to be attended to, and I'm happy that we can help get art to them so that we can keep building the infrastructure as well. That's awesome. Uh, Maria, tell us a little bit about the work that you've been doing in the Gulfton area, because I remember you've been doing film events, uh, other literary events, visual arts events. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how this moment plays a role in that bigger picture.
2: Yes. Now over the last couple of years, we've been able to do a couple of different, uh, different events, like you mentioned. And, you know, we have focused on, um, working with some of the organizations there in the in the Gulfton area Um, so right now you know it's great how all of this has come together because one of the our focuses has has been books Um, you know we really want to highlight our Central American authors and uh, bring some of those works uh, you know, into classrooms, into libraries, into community spaces, um, because we, we know that there's a lot of kids, um, well, even adults who are just not familiar with, um, with our authors. And so, you know, this, this fits perfectly in, in the focus that we have right now with, um, you know, really, you know, highlighting that. And then also, um, building that, that bridge with the community. And, um, and so as we go into the fall, and into the next couple of months, uh, you know, we we will continue working with community organizations, Um, we're getting into classrooms. So right now, we're, we're really targeting um, Teach Central America Week, which is the first week of October, to, um, to host different events, where, you know, depending on what um, the educators or the schools are able to, to do, we will support them with that. Um, it could be, and again, all of this is in the works. Um, you know, we have a couple of authors that, that we were looking into bringing into market so that we can have uh, like a little tour um, and visit different classrooms. And, um, you know, we're also working with some of the uh, Mexican American studies um teachers in order to include Central America into their curriculum during that week be it a lesson be it a project and um, and so this all really fits perfectly with with that and and I think that it's it's a great way in a way to to continue to um, bring awareness, right, to, to the authors that are in our community and not just Central American, but, you know, Latinos. Um, and so we're, we're always looking for, for ways of doing those different partnerships so that we can continue to, to highlight our, our culture.
0: On that note, I do want to give a shout out to some of our other partners, including Tintero Projects, Houston Artists, the Gulfton Super Neighborhood Council and MantecaHTX.com and other organizations are jumping on board. If folks would like to get involved, they can send us a note. They can visit NuestraPalabra.org. There's a little contact link there that you can uh, push and notes will get to us. Additionally, if you are a poet, writer, or someone that wants to support those folks, Uh, And you want to get involved in Nuestra Palabras chapter either in City Council J or any other City Council district, or Nuestra Palabra Austin or Nuestra Palabra San Antonio. Please reach out to us. Of course, we want to be organic to each area, but by the same time, we want to link each other and and help each other with Mm -hmm. ideas, tactics, and you know what I like is that this tri-city tour is going to build a bridge between the three cities, and I like that we can build a bridge with California so that. Argentina, California knows that Texas has their back and vice versa, and we can build also community among the three cities. So, uh, again, I want to remind folks, hey, this is a multi-platform broadcast for Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say. I'm 20 Diaz de Libre Tafikante. Uh Tammy, uh, on the way out, tell us a little bit more about your group, including how to get more information and maybe some upcoming projects that we can help with. Awesome.
1: Well, uh, Galton Citizens Advisory Council is a nonprofit organization that oversees the only uh, one of few uh, storefronts that is left in Houston, and it's an HPD uh, storefront. Uh, The nonprofit is basically we do um, fundraising to pay for all of the things that the city doesn't. So the day-to-day operations, their equipment, things like that, and we do fundraising to raise that. But we also uh, GCAC is basically a, a uh, organization that bridges HPD with the community. We're trying to empower our, our Latinos, our, our different cultures, uh, our different ethnicities there in the, in the uh, neighborhood to not be afraid of, uh, of HPD and to uh, speak out and empower them to report. One of the biggest issues that we have in Hispanics is domestic violence family violence, and bullying. And one of the things that, you know, the officers, we have more or less like a one-stop shop in uh, the Gulfton storefront. And basically we have triad and CYD programs that are Harris County that are basically right next to each other in the same office space. Uh, So if anybody that's needing any help domestic-wise, they go to the back door, get services, and they do not have to go back out to meet their abuser. So we are basically uh, trying to you know, as we speak, we're uh, handling we are, uh, two domestic violence uh, victims and one human trafficking victim. Uh, we have been blessed in the last 20 years. We've asked for a domestic violence unit uh, to be engulfed in because we're pedestrian oriented. And it's very hard for the Latino just to say something, much less go to an actual place to go report it. So we're in the neighborhood. So we're able to outreach a lot of uh, you know, uh, residents, and we infiltrate into the apartment communities because our our area consists of nothing but apartment communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, We only have uh, 254 houses in the very center of Gulfton. So in the apartments, to penetrate them. We go in and we actually uh, outsource resources and one feria of resources inside the apartment uh, complexes. And whenever uh, we have family violence units and things, resources in hand, and that's what we are able to reach that abused person or somebody that's having problems, and they're able to come in and speak to somebody without having to be revealed that they're uh, actually seeking help. So we've been doing that in the, in the, in the Gulfton area uh, throughout South Gessner, uh, you know, into the apartment communities, and we have been very successful and have brought people, women, uh, to come and ask for help a little bit more. So we're, we know what we have, uh, we just need to get them you know, to the place of where they feel secure in order to make that move. So- uh, That's so- powerful,
0: I uh, commend you on that work. And I do want people to understand that they may think that art has nothing to do with the issues, social issues you just brought up with, but obviously we would uh, argue otherwise, because of course, studies show that folks that are exposed to poetry or literature have more empathy Likewise, we said that uh, Claudia's poetry will talk about the trauma of coming from El Salvador to the United States, which is not addressed in uh, schools, on mainstream television, et cetera. And more than anything, uh, it, it is uplifting to see community members enjoying art, literature, and culture. And to, to, to just tell people that all of our community members have the humanity and intelligence to not just enjoy art, but create their own as well. So thank you for all that you do, Tammy. Really excited to work thank with you. you. Uh, likewise, Maria, tell us how to get in touch with your organization, find out more, and perhaps any upcoming events that you've got.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, our next event is the one, <laughs> the one that we're promoting now. So we're really excited to, to be a part of it and support. Um, and, you know, we we just invite everybody. Um, we're on Instagram and Facebook, Central American Collective. And um, yeah, I mean, please reach out to us, um, and we would love to collaborate. One of the, just a quick story. So we've been going out to do, you know, different um, events and highlight. Books, right? So, like the ones that I have here behind me, and um, and it's just been wonderful to talk to parents who are so excited, and they're like, "Oh, this is a Guatemalan author," or "Oh, this is from El Salvador," or, and then um, share that instantly with with their kids. And so, you know, um, we just want to continue to bring more community together so please reach out to us on social media um, and we're also online so centralamericancollective.com we'd love to you know bring you into the family
0: (laughs) that's great we wish you continued success appreciate you teaming up with us with this and we look forward to more events and I do want to thank the Nuestra Palabra team Roxana Guzman is our Multi-platform producer, she creates a lot of the graphics you've seen going on screen. If you're watching on the video side, if you're tuning in on the audio side, I want to thank Rodrigo Bravo Jr. for being a brilliant sound engineer. He's very generous with his genius, and then of course the whole Nuestra Palabra family throughout the Southwest, throughout the nation. I'm Tony Diaz, a Happy to join you on all these platforms, and looking forward to meeting you in person at one of these art events. Thanks for tuning in. And we will see you at the arts. Adios.